And time now to say good morning uh, to our market analyst, Clive Ntozabantu Ramatibela. It's a fantastic Monday. Pirates is back. I, I thought that Dennis said seven points back, back by seven points. I said, no, it can't be. It's actually just three points. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're dreaming. I suppose there's some co- uh, kind of medical hangover there. You Absolutely. should have told us to get Absolutely. you an imbongi. We don't expect you to sing for yourself your own praises here, you yeah. know. Absolutely. <laughs> now we know for next time. Exactly. <laughs> Clive, um, looking at yeah. uh, what the Asian stocks are doing, most of them fell. And this after the biggest weekly rally in four years, uh, oil held declines, a stronger yen weighed on Japanese shares. So tell us more about that. It seems like I'm the party pooper here, Sakina. I'm sorry. But, you know, it was all great last week. Uh, it seems like everything was going up into the positive. Unfortunately, the Asian markets did fall early this morning after their biggest rally, obviously, uh, in the last four years. About three shares dropped uh, their share on the MSCI Asia Pacific, if we look at that, which lost about 3.1% earlier after this morning as well. We sort of see companies like the energy sector, which have been hard hit lately, obviously, because of the industrialization issues and in certain fact of, in, in, in spite of the uh, fact that we've had the oil prices will take a little bit of a low start. So those have taken a little bit of a of a backdrop. If you look at exactly which companies I'm referring to, I, I can also mention the likes of Sandfoss, which is a uh, which has slipped by 2.7 percent. Uh, even the U.S. oil uh, traded bar- uh, lower than thirty dollars bar- a barrel uh, early on last week. So that continued as well. We were looking at the SHBC uh, holdings uh, results as well for China, which also came in not necessarily great. So that sort of dampened the results as well of the rest of the Asian market. So not necessarily a great start, but monetary stimulus is finally losing its power to boost markets. And that is the concern, is that it seems like despite the fact that we are pumping more and more money into equities, it doesn't seem to be doing the turn that we are looking for in Asian markets for it to actually become more competitive. So that is a concern. It's been raised. Um, and I remember uh, one of the commentators actually during the weekend mentioning the fact that if this is the reason why uh, we are not seeing sustainable growth over a longer period of time, it might create a problem even at a later stage in this year when we have to look at the GDP numbers of all the emerging markets uh, within that same, same stable. So Asian markets, despite the stimulus, despite Japan pumping more money into, uh, its, uh, 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 into its equities, it is not seemingly doing well for China, and that is a concern because it means that there's very little, therefore, that they can do uh, to actually stimulate the economy and the, and the growth prospect for that particular country. Mm. But we did see emerging market stocks extending a weekly advance, Clive. Uh, this has oil rebounded, and uh, the investors were speculating there that the new head of uh, China's securities regulator will actually take the necessary measures to bolster the world's second largest equity market. Do we take a bet on that? It's it's a tough one, Sakina. You know, uh, one of the reasons why China has been such a unique uh, um, uh, country to deal with is that it has always done things that we have never expected it to do. Uh, For example, we know that they're able to weaken their yuan or their currency as and when they like, when they seem it fit. Some people think that that's an unfair advantage because obviously it allows for people to participate in the market in a, diff- in a separate, different way. Um, one of the other things that we've mentioned about China, which has been quite interesting, is that when they feel that the, the, the equities numbers are under pressure, 
they are able to hold stocks, for example, and, and stop trading completely on those shares. And they actually had helped their retail uh, uh, purchasers to actually have access to the market by that by doing so and holding on to the shares that don't necessarily mean anything because if anything happens that goes wrong, then those guys will not lose as much money as they would have had it been gone, allowed to go out of, out of, out of control. So it, it, is, it is, again, an argument of uh, the Shanghai Composite Index, which is headed for its one-month high in China, in the construction businesses, in the um, um, uh, pharmaceutical businesses, including the chemicals as well. The question is, these companies that have been so hardly, uh, have, have not been tested so much on, the, on their own spaces, on their own axes, how flexible are they when markets turn uh, into, towards the south? And so the, the important thing to remember is that developing nation equities resume gains and raising for the fifth, six, uh, I think for the last six days, in actual fact, they've been looking very strong. The oil rebounding as well has sustained some of those companies. But we cannot, we cannot ignore the fact that China is under pressure. We cannot ignore the fact that the currency is also under pressure. We cannot ignore the fact that the, the global route that we've seen in equities has affected China. And so, therefore, it's not going to be easy for us to just say, no, it's fine, it's okay, things will go back to normal. No, because emerging markets are going to feel the pinch, despite the fact that we've seen a little bit of positivity after the, the rebounding of the oil, but still, there's still a lot of uh, tension for China that still needs to be ironed out before we can be confident about this market. And then, uh, Clive, of course, uh, lots of uh, anticipation of what uh, Praveen Gordon will be saying in his budget speech. But what can uh-huh. we expect from the State of the Province address by Gauteng Premier David Makura? I, I'm, I'm going to I'm going there. I'm going to get my suit now. Uh, what am I expecting from the Premier? The Premier promised a number of things last year, Sakin. I don't know if you still remember. Uh, he, he pulled out what we call the what he calls the ten pillar program, uh, which was in line with the provinces, the provincial uh, government um, uh, um, 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 a strategy the, uh, between uh, about the program about radical transformation, uh, modernization, and reindustrialization. We know that there were billions of rands that were going to be used to actually start that up. We remember the Black Industrialist Program coming up that was supposed to have started already, and we also know about the. Re- so uh, the, the township revitalization program, which was supposed to have started to help, I must have a shop. I will go tool in, I will go to to cut that pivot and and get back onto that. And then we had the industrial in- initiatives, which also included the things like the business park, for example, and how that's going to influence business going forward. So we we have seen some of these things happen. I remember at the GCCI um, earlier last year, late last year. When he came out, he mentioned the fact that some of the things have already been ticked. Now we want to find out how far government is, local government is, in terms of implementing those particular strategies. And how can young people, Abasha, young people, how do they participate in this new economy and how they can take benefit and take advantage of the opportunities that are availing themselves in Gauteng. This is the hub of the South African business. And so it's going to be interesting to hear what the Premier has to say about this wonderful problem. Well, we look forward to hearing more about that from you tomorrow. Thank you so much, uh, our market analyst, Clive Ntozabantu Ramatibela. You're listening to AM Live with Sakina Kamwendo. Sakina Kamwendo.